This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, welcome back. Silver and Black today, the post-game edition. Raiders lose, move to 0-3, 24-22 losers to the Tennessee Titans. And Evan, let's look at the stats a little bit because to, to the point we were talking about with Derek Carr not having a terrible game, 26 of 44, 303 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, an 85.7 passer rating. On the other side, Ryan Tannehill, 19 of 27, 264, a touchdown and an interception, a 98 passer rating. Uh, for the Raiders, rushing Josh Jacobs, 13 attempts at 66 yards with a long of 13. Uh, Brandon Bolden had three big carries for 17 yards as well. On the receiving side, we had Mac Hollins. Huge, huge game. If you had Mac Hollins in fantasy football, congratulations to you. I don't know if you did, Evan, but um, he had eight receptions, 158 yards, and a touchdown. The second receiver with the most yards past Holland, so second leading receiver, was Foster Moreau with just 44 yards. I thought it was going to be the Foster Moreau game early on, uh, Evan. He, he came out on fire, uh, and they, they couldn't get him or Waller involved. I mean, Waller was involved, and, of course, he had the drops. But um, they, they spread the ball around a little bit, uh, but Keelan Cole had drops. Um, yep. We talked about the, the drops for... Uh, Waller, and then Adams just didn't get in the game. I, I don't know why this team is not gelling together. You're, and maybe it's a chemistry thing. I, I don't know. But that offense, it just does not seem, even when they do scheme correctly and they seemingly call a good play, Evan, it doesn't seem like the players are on the same page. Yeah, and unfortunately for me, I didn't have Matt Collins on my fantasy team. I have Devontae <laughs> Adams on my oh. fantasy team and Derek Carr as well. So that shows you how much of a believer I was in Derek Carr this year because I'm not when I play fantasy football, I don't draft with my heart. So uh, this year I went with Carr because I thought he was going to be a, a good quarterback. I got him late in my draft as well. So, but anyhow, um, I got to I got to give credit to Matt Collins. Um, I, I did not believe he was going to be much of an impact with this offense. I remember in the preseason, he was getting a ton of hype coming mm -hmm. out of training camp. And I even questioned that hype. I called him one of my most overhyped players of training camp. In fact, so <laughs> I remember, 
Matt Collins, if you're out there listening, I apologize. You're he's doing great for this team. He stepped up uh, when this team needed another weapon with, with Hunter Renfro being down. So I was wrong on Hollins. He's he that catch he had late uh, down the sideline there was just on that fourth down, unbelievable catch by him. And and he was really you know he was the offense today for the Raiders. Without him, that offense would have been lost. So um, you know, great job by him. Yeah, it really was. And and uh, I you know I. I don't know what to tell Raider Nation. I, I, I feel like giving up on the season is not a good thing. Uh, I think at 0-3, at are playoffs impossible? No. Are playoffs improbable? Perhaps. Uh, I think these next two weeks now take on massive importance. Uh, I really had them starting out and, and, and starting off strong, which they have not. And I, I had them going into the Kansas City game and not winning the Kansas City game, uh, but being at 4-1. and so now they're zero and three. They got to beat Denver next week, and then dare I say, Evan, they got to go to Kansas City. Probably sneak away with that game if they really want to change this momentum. Go yeah. into that bye week with the thoughts of turning this season around early and getting to a point where they can actually compete in the AFC West as well. Yeah, I, what I would say to the fans that are ready to, you know, to to uh, throw the towel in is is. You know, you, you look back to last season, which I know seems so long ago at this point with the way the team's playing right now. But, um, you know, I, I gave up on the team late last season and then they went on. That was a five game win streak to get yeah. into the playoffs. So um, the problem what, that I'm seeing with this team is they don't seem to have the the, the heart and the guts fire. that that yeah. team, the fire. It's, and, and I think Murph talked about it when he was talking about the, the morale on the sideline. And I texted you about it yes. during the game. I, I'm just not seeing that 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 desire from this team that you saw from from that desperate Raiders team um, late last season. And again, I, I think that comes down to the coaching, the preparation. What is the message that is being sent to them throughout the week? There needs to be much more urgency. Um, you, you know, the, the, the numbers uh, to get into the playoffs as an 0-3 team, only six teams. I'm sure you mentioned it this week on the pot, on your show. Six teams since 1980 uh, have made the playoffs um, since starting 0 and 3. So, it, you know, the, the numbers do not look good. Um, Thanks, I mean, Evan. I'm trying to get everybody up and did not let them lose hope. I'm a realist, um, Scott. I'm a realist. I, I know you are. And 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 then you, you also have to live with a Bills fan, which is tough for you. Um, yeah. By the way, so Alex Fitzgerald, our, our great uh, listener, viewer, who uh, we interact with Twitter uh, uh, all the time, says coaching, play calling is the glaring issue. Everything else stems from that. The drops, the lack of focus, key penalties, not being ready for the opponents. Reasons are not excuses is what it is. Great, great point. I think Alex is correct there, which is it all stems. Like you have, I know in business, you know, when we're looking for to solve problems, we always talk about root cause. What is the root cause? Is the root cause there's unrest in the locker room? No, we don't. There's not that now. But is the, is the root cause coaching? It seems to be. Now, we had root causes with Gruden as coach too. There seemed to be a lack of, uh, discipline at times and guys were getting in trouble off the field and doing all kinds of things. We don't see that with Josh McDaniels, but whatever is going on with, with game preparation for both the coaches and the players, there's got to be a reckoning this week, Evan. I mean, I know it's early and I know I haven't seen the press conference cause I was getting ready to get on here on the show from the post game. But my guess is Josh McDaniels said something to the effect of we're not going to panic. And I don't, Look, it's never good to panic, even when you're faced with a dire crisis. But there needs to be urgency and there needs to be a recognition. Whatever you're doing, it's not 
working. And so you got to go back to the drawing board as a coaching staff, as an organization and figure it out and figure it out quickly. Yeah. Whatever the message is, you know, that the coaches are, it's just not, it's not trickling down. It's not getting to the players. And then that is showing up in the execution on the field, which is, which is the biggest problem. You know, you can say coaching, it's the execution on the field. Uh, you, you see plays where, again, the, the pass by Waller, where he dropped it in the end zone, um, where, where Adams was just behind him, two players in the same spot. That can't happen. That's not how you execute it. You practice that all day long, every day, all week, and then you get into the game and, and you don't execute it. And that is a huge problem. Same thing on defense. Guy's not in the right spots, whatever it may be execution and that's part of coaching you have to be able to 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 drill it home to them and then your players can just do it on the field without even thinking about it yeah and you have to remember too uh josh mcdaniels again i mentioned this last week after the after the game after the loss of the cardinals um he was a head coach uh, we, we know how disastrous that went so he's really a first-time head coach again he's learning he's finding his way and so there needs to be now i mean he's got some veteran coaches on his staff there has to be some come to Jesus moments here for this staff to look at themselves in the mirror and say, you know what, guys, we thought we had a plan. It's not working. How are we going to change now? Because if you don't stop the bleeding now, you have a really bad situation on your hands, especially you just gave all of these extensions to veteran players, which told you the organization believes that they can win now. So if you believe you can win now, you're coming off a playoff season. I know they had to win at the end to make it, but they're a playoff team from last year. You come off of that. You sign all these guys for the money. You go get Devontae Adams. You can't, you're not in rebuild mode. You're in win now mode, and you're not winning. And so that's a problem for everybody. I can't imagine Mark Davis is very happy at this moment at 0-3 with the guys he brought in, right? And so to me, the, the high expectations were correct. I won't accept any feedback from people who say, well, they're just, you know, no, it's the NFL. You got to win. You don't have much of a chance. You see NFL coaches blown out after a year all the time. I'm not saying that's going to happen with McDaniels. I'm just saying you've got to put it together quickly. You are professionals. You're getting paid a lot of money and you got to get it done. Um, Evan, when you look at, at, at the defense too, again, terrible first half. Um, one of the things that really concerns me is, is again, at cornerback, the defensive backs, um, we saw we saw Nate Hobbs leave the game with a concussion, so the fourth Raider to be concussed in the last three weeks, which is not great. Uh, so you lose him. That was a big loss. Amik Robertson got beat early in the game, came back, I think had another solid game, actually. Uh, but Jonathan Abram, I, I'm telling you, I, I just got to say, I, I don't see anything there. I, I, the worst safety I have ever seen in coverage. I've never seen a safety who can't cover anyone and Jonathan Abram, sorry, folks, he can't cover anybody, Evan. Yes, he can He can rush the passer occasionally and be that aggressive hitter, but he can't cover. Yeah, they're, they're trying. They're trying. They're trying to do everything they can for him. They're trying to do everything they can for Cleveland Farrell as well. I mean, those guys are playing a lot of snaps. They're trying. But, uh, you know, you're just not seeing – you're just not seeing the results and, and you know – Again, new coaching staff. They they haven't been around here as long as 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 we have. We we we've seen this and we knew this. We knew this was was the problem. Uh, but they looks like they're going to give them every opportunity, and, and they're not willing to uh, you know to call it quits with with Abram or 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 Farrell. You know, and, and we're seeing some nice things from uh, Harmon with the interception today. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked to see when when Merritt comes back 
maybe maybe you see Abram slide out of that lineup. You get a little bit more Harmon and Merrick in there. Well, Cleve Farrell, I thought, played an okay game again, except for that they just don't get a push up front. Again, we saw it. I mean, Chandler Jones, invisible again. I know Murph was hard on that on him today, and he should be. I had lots of people, Mo and I both had lots of people fighting with us this week saying, well, no, if you watch the film, he does this, and he's being chipped. It's like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. If you're paid to drive a truck and you're driving a moped, guess what? It's great you're getting from A to B, but you're paid to drive a truck. He's paid to rush the passer. Had a couple nice pressures today, actually. But other than that, he's invisible. I mean, when the broadcast teams talk, build him up in the beginning of the game and then at the end of the game say, yeah, he was pretty non-existent today. Okay, so yeah. it's not just us. So, so you're having trouble all over that defense. They're not finding, finding consistency. Evan, you can't win in the NFL without playing four complete quarters. You saw that today with Indianapolis beating the Chiefs, which is a game that's going to, I think, come back and haunt the Chiefs later in the season, by the way. But, but you can't go out there and, and play great for three quarters and take a quarter off. The, the Raiders' defense has problems with personnel. We knew that going into the season. Yeah. But even with the personnel they have, they're not playing up to their abilities. No, no. You saw them play two good quarters last week in Arizona or against Arizona, and then you know two good quarters in the second half uh, this week, which is obviously a major problem. You can't have that. It's four quarters in this league, and I mentioned the, the lack of complementary football. The when the offense is is doing some good things, the defense isn't. When the defense is doing some good things, the offense isn't. <laughs> they got to get on the same page, and uh, it, it's got to happen soon. It, it, I'm, you know, you, you mentioned one thing. I want to go back to uh, before I forget. You were talking about Chandler Jones and how the broadcast was was pointing out. You know the lack of uh, plays that he was making. I'm concerned because th- th- they were without Taylor, the their starting left tackle, you know, the, I, I would have expected this would have been a game where you could have seen a little bit more from the pass rush. Now, Max Crosby, he showed up at times. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to throw him under the bus. I thought he did some good things. I think he's really, when you look to the defense, you know, outside it. of Nate Hobbs, who has done some good things, Max Crosby's the only other guy making that's plays. It. Up front, but, that's but, the only guy. I'm very concerned because this is a game where I thought you would have seen something happen here going up, up against a, you know, backup uh, left tackle and it didn't happen. So I, the concerns are, are, are real for me with Chandler Jones. Yeah, Evan. And, and, and like always, you know, I watched the game uh, and then uh, on Sunday nights and into Monday, I, I rewatch it and, and break it down just like you do. And so, so yeah. I, I got a reserve judgment. My first take again was offensive line played better. They weren't perfect. They had some costly penalties including Dylan Parham, who had a penalty, uh, but, but overall did pretty good considering. Um, I, I, th- I thought even, and this is where, to your point, back to coaching, Cole Miller is still struggling in spots. I don't know what that's about. Yeah. He just seems to be struggling, and I don't know why. Um, it's, it's, not, it's not usual based on the last two years what we've seen from him. So there's something going up, and that could be the thing about the rotation. We talked about it. you got to have those five guys. They have to be yeah. a cohesive unit. And I think it plays with the guy's heads when they, you know, Colton Miller, even though he's on the left side, he's got somebody else next to him today that wasn't there last week. Then he's got a whole right side that's different than it was last week. And so I just think, again, coaching, decision-making process here with the, the front office staff, with, with what they're doing with acquisition, I think that's messing. And I think it's, it's taking away from this team being able to solidify itself. And I think you said it during the game, Evan, we haven't talked about it, and we'll kind of close on this one too, is, this team doesn't have an identity other than maybe taking on the identity of its coach, which at this point seems to be very analogous to, I don't know, just a blah burger. There doesn't seem yeah. to be any fire going on there. 
Yeah, they seem confused. That's really what the identity is at this point is, is on offense, at least is confusion. You know, do, do you want to run the ball or, or eh, let's not really, let's throw the ball. No, let's throw, let's run the ball. No, let's throw the ball. It's like, what are the, what is going on? And, and I, you know, I, I, I try to focus in on that. What, what is their bread and butter? I thought Devonte Adams was going to be the bread and butter. He's not, he's not, he's, um, I think Mac Collins is the leading receiver on this team right now after today's game. Yeah. I, I'd have to look it up. Total yards and probably receptions. He might be the leading receiver on this team. Um, who, who would have bet that? But um, lacks the identity, confusion, um, not comfortable. I, I can't think of many more words to describe this <laughs> offense right now. Disappointing. That, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I did not ex- see this coming with this offense right now, and that's that's, you know, the major concern. Uh, uh, just when Philippe says, leave Miller alone, uh, <laughs> love Colton Miller, but it seems like he's a little off too. Again, not bad, just off. There's, there's, he's getting beat on plays. I just have not seen him get beat on before. And so I, I again, it, that the, the example of Miller is not to pick on Miller, Philippe. It's to, it's to talk about this lack of kind of fo- focus and cohesiveness amongst this team on offense and defense. And because he's trying- a guy, Scott. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. He's a guy that that you're used to seeing pencil Dominic. in there every week yeah. and you know you're going to get a great effort. You're, you're not going to hear his name called too many times because he just goes in there, does his job. He plays a clean game and, and, and you're not seeing that this year. So yeah. it's concerning. Same thing with Devontae Adams. He's a guy, if you watch Green Bay play, gets the ball, makes plays and we're not seeing that. So what, what's the problem here? What, what, what exactly is going on? And and that's what people are, you know, that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. And, and I want to, you just mentioned, and as we close the Devonte Adams thing, cause I've, I've heard a lot of people in Raider nation say, well, you know, they doubled. It's like, he was the only guy that you mentioned it yep. earlier. The only guy yep. the Packers had, and he still did it. So there's no excuse. They're not getting him the ball again. This is where the issue with Derek Carr for me is, is they're not finding, he's not finding the receivers uh, or they're not, I should say, or they're not scheming for play calling to get the ball to them. That's not all Derek's fault. It's just they're not play calling to get the ball to the guys who make a difference. I'm sorry, in every situation, when you're watching, oh, let's, let's pick one, the Chiefs, and you're first and goal from the five or six, what are they doing? They're throwing to Travis Kelsey, right? Yeah. Right? And everybody knows it. And you know what they do? They throw to Travis Kelsey. <laughs> When the Raiders have a situation where they need the ball to go to the guy who's going to catch the ball, go to Devontae Adams. Like, it's not hard. I don't know why you would he, – he's the best receiver in football. Why would you not send it to him? I know Buffalo's going to say Diggs, but I'm just saying. So, <laughs> so, so there's, there's not there's – just, there's just a lot of issues going on here. But we'll see if they can get it together. they got to get it together. they got to go home and beat the Broncos. The Broncos, um, you know, are not exactly as good as some people thought they would be. So the Raiders have a big chance to get some positive momentum, win at home, and then go on the road before the bye to play the Kansas City Chiefs. Evan, what one thing, if you had to, if you had to do one thing this week for this team, what is it? It's got to be the offense for me. And I, and, I, and I know people out there probably saying, oh, he's blaming it on Carr. That's not what I'm doing. I, I, the play caller has got to get it together. He's got to get that offense on the on the same page, and he and he's got to go to Devonte Adams. This team is zero and three right now. They went out and, and gave up a lot for Devonte Adams. He's he's arguably the he is the best player I believe um, in his in his position in the NFL. 
they got to get him involved. That that's the problem. It's it's not enough to say, oh, they're bracketing him. Um, we're just going to go through our progress- progressions and whatever the wherever the read takes us. No, you 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 mentioned it. You got to scheme things up for him. You got to get him get him the ball. He's an impact player, and this team right now on offense needs some impact plays big time. So that's what I do. You go. You you, you got to get uh, Adams involved big time. Absolutely. Evan Grote has been my co-host on the show. Evan, tell everybody about Just Pod Baby, where they can find the podcast and uh, where they can find you. Yeah, uh, well, do out, go out there and follow me on Twitter, number one, because I'm always keeping you updated on the podcast on Twitter at egrote 5 But uh, yeah, I'm putting out two episodes a week for you guys. Uh, I'll be doing a recap show tomorrow night, and then uh, I get a preview show out as well later in the week. And, uh, you know, you can download the podcast over at Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network. That's where you can find Just Pod Baby. There you go. Evan Grote, my buddy, uh, my good friend, and the host of Just Pod Baby. Thanks for being with me, brother. Hopefully next time it's after a win, Scott. (laughs) Yeah, those are always (laughs) a lot more fun. Uh, But anyway, guys, thank you for joining us here on the postgame show. Raiders lose to the Titans 24-22. Myself and Mo Moten, we will be back on Tuesday for our regular Tuesday edition where we'll break down the game a little more, kind of close the chapter on week three uh, and get you the latest news and views, Auto Raider Nation, uh, coming off of this week three loss and, and what's going on with the team. So make sure you do that. Follow the show on Twitter, too, at SNB Today. You can follow me at LV Gully. You can also follow Mo at M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. And by the way, Evan, you can follow egroat 5 egroat 5 on Twitter uh, as well. And then you can uh, keep in touch with his Just Pod Baby. If you subscribe to our podcast, Silver and Black Today, on the Odyssey Podcast Network, we appreciate that. We are an Odyssey original You can find us anywhere you get your podcast. Just do that. You can click on the link in our bio on Twitter. It'll take you to a platform of your preference, and you can do it there. And we certainly appreciate everybody joining us as well on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, and Twitter live for the postgame show. Until Tuesday, Raider Nation, stick in there. Hang in there. I know it's tough. It's going to make your Monday morning a little bit rougher. uh, But uh, keep looking towards the sky and hope this team gets it together and gets it together quickly for everyone here at silver and black today this has been scott Colbranson. thanks everybody take good care of one another talk to you on tuesday